This is the Reconstructed Man Podcast, and I'm your host, Lane Ingram. The Reconstructed Man Podcast is a place where we explore the transgender experience by sharing our stories and lifting up the voices of others. It is for everybody, trans, cis, and everywhere in between. This show is about building community and connections, and I am so glad you're here. It's season three, and this season is off to a hell of a start. I'm really fired up because of what's going on across the country right now. It's April 2022, and race relations have not improved. In fact, in my home state of Michigan, we've just had a shooting of a black man in Grand Rapids. It's a mess. On top of that, the anti-trans and the anti-LGBTQ plus legislation that we're seeing is just horrifying. I can't imagine how kids across the country, but especially in Texas and Florida and Alabama must feel. And so that's why I'm talking to trans people and sharing our stories and our experiences. Today, my guest reached out to me and said that he wants to share his experiences as a trans man. I can't wait to hear it and to see what we have in common. So, Tyler, you reached out to me. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. I want to know, um, tell me about yourself, where you're from, what you do, who are you? Um, well, thanks for having me. It's fun. Um, my name is Tyler. I'm from Grand Rapids. And I'm about to graduate high school. I graduate in December, so that's pretty cool. Glad to be getting out of this home. It's really hard going to school and trains and stuff because people in backlash and stuff you get. And yeah, just that can get complicated. So, so high school, you're in high school. Wow. I mean, are you, do you feel like the community that you're in is accepting? Um, it's kind of here and there because, I mean, a lot more people are being more comfortable with themselves and coming out now. But at the same time, because so many people are coming out, we're bringing awareness to it. So I feel like there's going to be a whole lot more like negative side to a whole lot of people with a bad opinion towards it. Right. Wow. Okay, so high school, you said you're going to graduate in December. You got any plans for, for after that? Um, I think I'm going to take a gap year for a little bit of work and get my money in, and then I want to go to college. All right, all right. After college, what are you thinking? What do you want to be? No idea. Uh, I don't. I want to be a teacher. Nice. For sure. Wow, that'd be great. We need more teachers. Obviously, they're leaving the profession because yeah. they're banning all kinds of books. You know. They don't get paid a whole lot either for what they do. But I don't know. I like working with other people. It's a good service to the community. So, so when did you come out? I can't remember the exact year because it was a while ago. But I'm, I'm in a. I'm in 12th grade now, and I came out in 7th grade in October. So it was, it was a while ago. Wow, 7th grade in October. So who who's the first person you told? First person I told was my uh, best friend at the time. I was like, hey, I don't think that this is like me. This don't. Feel like I feel like I'm pretending to be somebody I'm not, and this is who I really feel like I am. Uh, can you please respect that and be here to support me? 
I understand if you don't want to, but this is just me and who I am. I'm done being quiet about it. And yeah. what they say? They were very supportive. They were nice about it, and they they were like really sweet. Her brother is transgender, so she her mom was the first person to get me my binder. And I remember that day. It was my birthday. Uh, they pulled me out of school, and they gave it to me in the car. I was so happy. I cried and everything because, I don't know, it's just nice being accepted by people. Right. It definitely is. So what about your family? So you tell your best friend. Who who did you tell after that? Um, I told my little sister. Uh, at the time, she was, like, really, really young. But... I mean, I'm closer to my siblings than I am with anybody else. And she was actually really respectful with it. Um, called me the right name and pronouns, and she defended me if anybody said anything. She's one of my best supporters. Wow. So, seventh grade. All right, so let me think of how old you had to have been. What, like 12? 11, 12 years old? <laughs> Yeah. Love so, so what what was that like? I mean, so I'm much older than you. Much older than you. Might yeah. not look it. You know, people don't know that we can see you can see me, you know. Like I'm much older than you. Um and so I often think to myself, like, what would I have done if I had known sooner, you know? Like I didn't know until I was thirty six years old. And I'm yeah. happy for you that you knew, right? Like a little bit jealous. But like what would I have done? And so at that point, you're you're in seventh grade. So, did you decide that you're going to start presenting as as a boy? Yeah. Um, what's it called? Not too long after that, I told my mom, and we went to go get my haircut and everything. So, yeah, I tried to present as masculine as soon as possible. So, did I look masculine? No. Now you can kind of tell I look changed. So you told your mom, what was, what was she like? What was her reaction? She was mad. She was, she was like, oh, no, my baby girl. She went and called my um, best friend's mom because, like I said, her brother was trans, and she was kind of blaming her boy. Like, look what he did to my son. Wow. I mean, wow. So... But after that, she went. She took you and to get your haircut. So, how long after you told her and she was mad and and she kind of, you know, was blaming the other family before she took you to get your haircut? Just, I mean, that's that's a that's a show of support, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. My mom's always been complicated with it. Wow. So, I mean, family relationships are complicated. I mean, I. Uh, I've had to come out twice in my life, you know, because the first time it didn't really fit, but like that's what I had, right? Like I liked women and yeah. I was, you know, that's how I was presenting. So that's how I had to come out and um, that wasn't great. And so, you know, I think about the second time that I came out, um, everybody reacted better, but it's like they had practice, you know? And so I think sometimes, yeah. obviously, nobody's, you know, Nobody is prepared for that. You'd hope that as parents, you just kind of look at your kid and, and love them no matter what, you know? So yeah. it's, 
That's tough, but it, it's complicated. Um, how are things now with you and your mom? A lot better. She's uh, really accepted now. She let me do HRT and approved all of that. Only thing she won't let me do is get surgery. And, you know, she got a comment here and there, like, I really don't approve of them changing their body and stuff and all that. Well, wow. So that's great, though. I mean, because, you know, to be at that age and to know and to have a parent that's supportive means that you don't have to go through a really uncomfortable time, you know, kind of times two. So when did you when did you get to start HRT? How old were you? It was last year in January. So January 21. A little over a year. Wow. Okay. So, what kind of what kind of things are you noticing? What's been happening? Tell me about it. What's been changing? I mean, the first thing I noticed was like the leg hair and everything. That made me happy because it was like summertime and I wear my shorts and it's just like small euphoria. And then after that, my belly got hair, my chest started getting hair, and that also made me happy because you know. And then my voice You're started feeling rough dropping. and tough, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. nice. My voice started dropping, and it was really squeaky at first. It kept cracking. <laughs> Anytime I said something, it would crack. Mm-hmm. And it did that for like... Isn't that the worst? Yeah. I hate it. I mean, it's like, um, it's so funny. I, I forgot about that. So I, uh, when I first started my um, transition, I was on testosterone I was like a supervisor of like a lot of people and so I would have staff meetings and I'd be in these staff meetings and I'd just be talking like regular and my voice would like crack and I'd be like oh my god and so I'd be nervous every time I'd have to talk like is my voice gonna hold up and then I remember when it like really started to get into that groove you know what I mean and yeah like that Ooh, and it wasn't robotic wow so your voice was cracking that felt like really going through a puberty yeah okay keep going sorry what else happened um I was really hoping I would get taller because the doctor said it might happen but I didn't sadly that's one thing really upset about because I'm like five four come on Oh, man. Yeah, I didn't get taller either. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else I noticed. Um, what about I, your face? What about your jawline? How's that looking? How's your jaw looking? My face did get skinnier, actually. My jaw didn't change because I have a really round face. I get that from my mom. But I noticed definitely I lost some wearing my cheeks, like facial hair, but not a whole lot yet. I heard it's based on genetics. But I also switched from the injection to the uh, gel, so I'm not sure if that affects it either. <laughs> wow, so you switched from the injections to the gel. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go back to that after you finish telling me about things. So your facial hair, it took me a long time to grow my beard. And, like, I still have areas on both sides of my cheek that are like, why won't you come in? Yeah. Why? But... I finally got the mustache to connect to the sides of my beard, so I'm not I'm not too mad about it. Yeah, I can't wait to get mine in. I even did. 
Yeah, it'll, be, it'll happen. It'll happen. You gotta, be, you gotta have patience. So when you look in the mirror, do you notice the difference? Like you can tell? Yeah, I definitely do. I'm showing you a picture of me a year ago compared to now. You'd be like, who's that? It's not the same person. I don't even recognize myself half the time I look in the mirror. Isn't that a great feeling, though? Like, do you feel like you look like you? Yeah, I feel like I look like me. I look, I feel like I look even better than me. I got to re-look at myself. I'm like, hold on a minute. That's me. I really look like that. Like, when you see it, you're like, man, finally, finally it matches. Like, I cannot believe this. I know. So, I mean, okay, that's, that's young. Okay, let's just go back a minute. That's young. How did you know? How did you know? Um... Because I learned what the term was from my um, friend's brother. So I knew, like, what it was. And I started seeing it more because, once again, more people are going to have started, like, coming out and stuff. I knew I was kind of, like, gay at the time. So I was questioning it. But I was really homophobic and transphobic because I was really insecure about myself. And I thought if I couldn't be open about myself and then watch other people be able to either. So it was kind of a bad mindset I was in, but I was was able to accept myself. That is such an interesting take because um, when I was younger, so I, my freshman year of college, I had this class and... <clears throat> there was this panel that came in and there was this girl on the panel and it was like this LGBTQ panel and this girl that was on the panel came in and she told her coming out story and she was talking about how like you know she was in love with her best friend and I was sitting in the front row and I was so rude and like awful just like homophobic and like a jerk mm-hmm. you know and like I always thought that it was because of the way that I was brought up. I always thought that it was because of, like, church and, you know, having that, like, just pushed into me, pushed into me. But, like, hearing you say that, like, maybe, you know, I was, like, reflecting and, or you know, deflecting how I was feeling. And the funny thing about that is that girl that was on that panel, she actually became my girlfriend the next year. But anyway, (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah, like, I figured it out. But not really. Like, I figured out the first step, you know, that I like women, but I didn't figure out this step until, like, much later. But anyway, wow. So, so you, the year before, you're, you know, you're homophobic, you're transphobic, okay? So, fast forward to when you realized, what was that like? It was like, damn, I wish I could take back a lot of the stuff that I said, because I didn't really mean it. And I knew deep down when I said it that I didn't mean it, but, I mean, I at the same time, I didn't want anybody to be either. It's acceptable, but not at the same time. Um, I was scared. Right. Right. Everybody goes through it differently, you know? Like, that realization is tough, and it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. I mean, I can't imagine being 12 years old and knowing. So, like, you're 12, you say you're trans you tell your best friend then you tell your little sister soon after that you tell your family so what changes for you i mean were you playing sports at the time like did any what changed for you what changed for you the most at that time um definitely the way people treated me um 
my family kind of looked at me differently. When I came out at school and stuff, it was like all the little kids. I think middle school is definitely the worst time to come out because that's when everybody else is transitioning to from that little kid mindset. And so there's more than likely going to be more bullies and all that. And once again, more people reflecting what they're feeling on you. At home, my family kind of just, yeah, they looked at me differently because it's like I was that little girl they had that entire time for 12 years. Mm -hmm. And then out of nowhere, I just changed. They felt like it was a loss for them, like they lost somebody. But how do you lose somebody that y'all don't even know? I ain't even know that person that I was. This is me now, so I can't you just love me for me. You know, one of my friends told me that too. She said, I feel like I'm going to have to grieve the loss of my friend. And at the time, I just kind of let her say it, you know, and like I think about that all the time. And it's like, you, you know, sure, like feel what you feel. But like, I didn't die. Like I am more alive than ever, you know, like I'm more alive than ever. Um, and, you know, and I think, again, we have to, like, people get to process things how they process, but, I mean, what I want you to think about is, like, I want you to just, like, really think about the upside, okay, so at 12 years old, okay, you lived 12 of your years, you know, in the wrong, in the wrong space, in the wrong place, right, and 12 years is not a lot, that's a fraction of your life, you know, like, you got, like, 70, 80 more years of you, you know, like, I I can't wait until I have to be okay. I realize this. I just did this like a few months ago. I have to be seventy two years old to be alive as the real me longer than I was, you know, the me that I, you know, that I was when I was younger. And so, like, think about it that way too. Like, that's pretty amazing that you are going to get to walk out into the world as you, you know. Yeah. I never thought of it like that, but that's a real nice positive outlook on it. It's real. I'm I'm telling you because at thirty when I you know, figuring it out or coming out at thirty six, I mean Yeah. It, it's great whenever it happens, you know, like think about people that I think about people that have that come out in their sixties, right? For whatever reason. So I mean, even I'm fortunate in that case, but like you 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 uh you're winning, my friend. You're gonna, you get to walk out there for the majority of your life. You know, I'm, I'm sorry about the things that you had to go through in middle school, you know, but like it also yeah. made you stronger. Like the amount of strength and courage that you have to do that as a kid and to like walk in, at, in your truth is, is really something. But like you have the rest of your life to be you. And like once you, you know, get out of high school and like figure what you're gonna do with yourself and start making money, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Your life is, I mean, you, I think I think you're winning, my friend. So, all right, tell me what do you, what's the been mo- the most surprising thing since you came out? What surprised you the most? Um, uh, I gotta say it's a lot surprising when it comes to dating, cause <laughs> I don't know people just act different than what you expect them to. Like <laughs> that—that's not gonna change, I don't think, man. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I, I dating. 
okay, I haven't been dating in quite a long time, but like from what I hear and see, it's it's gonna be a mess. I mean, I think you just gotta yeah. you gotta be you. Okay, tell me what what what's surprising about it? Um, stuff that people have to say, especially because when you're dating somebody, you're supposed to love and trust somebody, not necessarily love them. It's like me, but you're supposed to be able to trust them. And stuff. So a lot of the times I feel like people aren't aware of what they say and how it has an impact because it's a lot more than what they think it is. When, um, I think it was ninth grade, I was with this one girl and I was telling her I was dysphoric because I didn't think there was ever a chance that I was going to get ready. And she said, you'll be a real boy one day. And so it's like stuff like that. You don't ever expect that to come out from the people that you love and the people right. supposed to be there. So, you know, man, it's really interesting that you said that just because I hear it, right? Like the very first thing, the very first reaction, I know what it was, right? Like you'll be a real boy someday. It's like, damn, you don't think I'm a real boy now, right? Like that's your first yeah. thought. It's like, because you can't help it because you have your own, because we have our own feelings about what it feels like. Like, goddamn, like, yeah, we know. Like, God, yeah. right? But we have to remember that, especially if this is somebody that's supposed to love us or that we trust or that's with us, right? Like she probably likely meant one day you're gonna have what you want, you know. Yeah. It, that that that's what they, that's what they mean. And so it's like there's they no way not. when we exactly there's and there's no way when we're in in that place, especially if things haven't happened for us yet, that we can, you know, take that. But you have to communicate it. Like I, when you get top surgery, it's gonna change. <laughs> like you know how you feel when you see yourself and you're like, wow, I can't believe that's me. Like yeah. like when you. Yeah have top surgery you're going to you're gonna flip out <laughs> that's no, the only I way i know wait. how to say it you're gonna flip out you're gonna like nobody's gonna be able to tell you anything you're just and you know when things really heal up and you you know walk outside with your shirt off for the first time you're just going to freak out it's the best I'm feeling so when do you feel like, when do you think you'll be able, when do you think you're going to do that? Like as soon as you save up the money and are old enough that you don't need somebody else's permission? Yeah, because, I mean, I'm not getting it done anytime soon within like the next year. I'm 17, so I'm going to be 18 soon. No point in getting it now. We're trying to get my parents' permission on and not money for it either. Um, but... Like I said, I wanted to take that gap year and go to college. I don't know if I'm going to get it after I go to college because, I mean, it does cost a lot of money to do that. But I might do it before. I don't know yet. Just whatever comes at the time. I just know that I want it eventually. Mm -hmm. You definitely do if you want to. You know what I mean? And, like, another thing that people need to understand is that everybody's transition and journey is their own you know like surgery doesn't doesn't define what you are there's not levels to it you know what i mean like so yeah. it's all in your time and when your circumstances are right so that takes me to the next thing right because if you do have surgery you got to have support too you know like it's it's quite the recovery yeah. and there's you know things that you need so like what is your support system like now um 
it's okay. Um, I got my little sister, and I got a couple of friends here and there who I talk to. I got a trans friend, so it's nice to have him there. But I don't have a whole lot of trans friends or gay friends. Some of them are actually pretty homophobic, even though I shouldn't be around them. It's like the most people you can find. But I don't think it's necessarily people that are homophobic, just more ignorant than anything. My support system isn't the best, but once again, I've got time, so I like to take it to do better. It's wild how, um, like, kind of how much you know. Like, you are actually the, I mean, you're the, in the group of people that I care about the most. Like, kids. I mean, you are. You're a kid. You're 17. And you're yeah. you're ahead of a lot of people because you knew at a young age and like you've been going through it and you started HRT but like you you haven't you, you are a kid and so like when I hear about that support system it is I mean there we're, this is a big community though you know like there's there's a lot of people out yeah. here that are for you and are fighting for you and care you know and there's a lot of groups and there's a lot of connections to be made I mean COVID has made it tough but people are out there, you know, and so it's important that you surround yourself with people that do make you feel good and that do validate you and that do support you, you know what I mean? Because number one, you want to make sure you're safe. And then number two, um, you know, like, there's only so much we want to hear from homophobic people, right? Like, we don't I mean like nobody wants to be around that. Nobody wants to be around transphobic people. Like you don't need that coming unto you either. You know what I mean? All that negative energy. Yeah, the negative energy. So your trans friend, are they the same age as you? Or are they older than you, younger? Uh yeah. They're like a year older than me, but they're probably behind in the transition and I am. A lot of trans people that I meet at my age aren't as far along as me. And, I mean, that's mostly because they also don't have a good support system. I realize at home it's probably a lot harder for them than it was for me. So I try my best to be grateful for what I got. Wow. So, I mean, that's that's kind of where I want to go, right? Like, I don't want to be all cheesy and corny, but, like, who... Like, who, do you have any, like, role models or, like, trans people that you look up to? Or, like, if you had a question that you would reach out to? Or, like, anybody that you've seen that you're like, oh, yeah, I could do that? No, that's actually what I've been trying to work on. Because, I don't know, there's, like, nobody who I feel like I can look up to. I've been, uh, it's not necessarily a GSA, but something kind of like that. And we got a teacher for it at our school. I've been trying to talk to her about it. And she's trying to help me find more resources and stuff. And I've been trying to reach out to people. I mean, I reached out to you. So that's one step forward. Um, I've just been looking. Still am. It's something I'm kind of struggling with right now. Because I kind of feel alone going through this transition. Yeah. I mean, I have people there who support me or who will help me go through it. But I don't have nobody who understands what I'm going through. Right. But you do now. 
that's kind of what I was getting yeah. at, you know. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, if you would have said, yeah, you know, there's this guy or you know whatever that I talked to, you know that, but you do need that, and and now we have connected, you know, and so like you can all like you can always hit me up, always. You can, you can ask me anything, um, and right. you don't have to go through it by yourself. That's you are literally the reason why I do this show. You like this is just it's been let's see two years now. You have literally just made it 100% worth it. You know what I mean? Because you don't have to go through it by yourself. And it's important to me that you know that you will be okay. Because you, you know what I mean? Like you will, you'll be all right. And, mm -hmm. you know, different things are going to happen. Like there's, you know, you've been on it a year, a year and a half or so, you know, a year and a few months. And it's like, yeah, there's going to be some roller coaster emotions. And there's going to be, you know, like, so we, we should talk about it. You don't have to go through that by yourself. So um, you can always hit me up. I'm glad we just talked about that. Um, all right. For real. So, all right. Let me ask you this. Here's another question for you, because you said you got a GSA at your school. Um, what, what do you think's the thing? And you, okay, you also said that like other kids who that you know that are trans don't have the support system that you have. You are just trying to be grateful for what you do have because you're further along. It's like, what do you think kids your age or in middle school need the most from us? you know, older trans people or people in the community or like just what do you need the most from like us grown ups, yeah. Um, I think they just need to know that they're not alone. Or cause I mean a lot of stuff that happens is what happens at home. So school's a completely different place. And it's complicated because my school doesn't have a whole lot of trans kids. It's me and one other person. But we have a lot of gay people who are really transphobic. Mm. So that's another issue. So even if they think one, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but it's just a little hurtful when you see that. So I wish we had more support from people within the community because those are people who we're supposed to relate with, but they're the ones who are also excluding us. Right. Uh, you remind me, so early in my, not early, like into my transition when I was like clearly presenting um, as a male, I, my wife and I used to go to this bar all the time. This is like a little dive bar, little gay bar, but it's like LGB. Tea, right but like it's majority mm. gay but like whatever gay lesbian um and so i was presenting and so i remember the first time when we went in there like after a while i hadn't been in there in a long time um and we just looked like a cis couple and i'll never forget kind of like how people were looking at us at first like what are you doing in here um and i thought to myself like we cannot treat our own community like that like it doesn't like you don't know you know um mm. and so it's it's interesting and unfortunate that you that you feel that you felt that too. Um, what do you think about uh, these bills going around? What do you think about it? How does it make you feel? Um, it kind of makes me feel upset because I think the one that they passed for I think it was Alabama recently, mm -hmm. but um, I think the governor lady said and. It was talking about how she didn't think it's right to be in a children's classroom because it refers to sex and like all that 
but I don't think a lot of the time that people realize is being transgender isn't about sex. They hear genitalia and that that's what they automatically put it with, but it takes two people for that. They don't understand that being trans is personal. It's a one person thing. So what they say shouldn't really matter on that and doing that won't affect nobody in no negative way. If anything, it'll help them with themselves. Exactly. And you just said two really important things. Thing number one, being trans has nothing to do with sexuality and who you like. It has nothing to do with that. So if you could give a message to these lawmakers who are creating these bills, what would it be? Um, I would say you're not hoping to anybody by trying to repress it or pretend like it's not there. It's still going to be there no matter how many laws you make against it. We're here, and we've always been here. We've been here all throughout history. Even when you had stuff against it, we were still there. So what makes you think all the stuff that you're doing now is going to stop us? You're 100% right. I mean, just the other day, I posted a video the other day that was basically like, I grew up not knowing that trans people existed. I never saw any, never heard about any. I never read any books about them, stories or articles, right? But like, here I am. And so it's not it's not the books, you know? And it doesn't matter what kind of laws you make. And it's, it's, it's going to be really important for us as like a minority group and like all the other minority groups, like you said, to like be on the same page. You know what I mean? Like they're not, they're coming yeah. for us right now, but that doesn't mean they're not going to come for the next group. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredible. Um, all right. So if you could tell, if you could give a message to young trans kids who are seeing these bills or are seeing this hate, or if you could, you know, what would you tell them? Uh, I would tell them to not pretend to be something that you're not, because once again, I realize how hard that is, and even though everybody's against you, like, you're still, like, you should be seen as who you are. You deserve to be seen as that person, and you shouldn't let nobody tell you different. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you are um, you are wise and mature beyond your years, just in in what you know. And I think that has to do with what you've been through, you know. Um, but you definitely have a good read on the way that you know ignorance plays a role in the laws that are made. I mean, you often wonder if any of these lawmakers have ever spoken to an actual trans person in their lives, you know. Um, right it's it's likely it's, it's not possible that you that you could have and the thing is is that you likely have and didn't know it you know what i mean you likely have and you didn't yeah. know it and that's and that's kind of the point um wow okay so real quick before i let you go um what 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 do you think is what's next for you in your in your journey what are you what are you gonna what are you doing next what do you got coming up um well i really like where i'm at now but i'm not entirely satisfied um so i just 
plan to keep doing better. I just, I don't like the way my body looks necessarily. So I'm doing small stuff, like trying to work out and just cut my hair regularly. I don't know, not guy stuff because it's not specifically for dudes, but just more stereotypical masculine stuff. I once again don't think I've had surgery for a while, so I'm going to just keep saving up for that and see whoever this really takes me. So do you uh do you have a barber? No, I need a haircut. Hey, let me Okay, so as the new trans guy in your life, let me be let me let the first piece of advice that I could give you and maybe the most important, get a barber. All right. For real, because it'll it you know, and especially once you figure out the way that you like your hair or, you know, you find, you know, whatever, how you want to look, right? And when your facial hair starts to come yeah. in, right? Like, get it, like, ha get it taken care of. It feels good. You you look better. You feel better. And, like, you know, brush your beard. Take care of it, right? Like, this is the face. This is the face and body that you have wanted because that's what, what matches what's inside, right? So, like, take care of it. If, yeah. you, if you don't have your barber license, then you need to get a barber. All right, that's a piece of advice number one. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. I haven't gone to one in a minute. I actually used to always go to a hair salon. That's another thing. Almost every trans person I know, they always go to a hair salon instead of a barber you gotta shop. Stop. That's you why gotta their haircuts get messed up. Yeah, you got to get over it. You do. Like... Yeah, I had a um, I had a hair stylist. You know, like my hair, my hair, my hair's been short for years. You know, like twenty years maybe. So like, maybe, um, let me see, eighteen years. My hair's been really short. So I mean, it was you know I could go in and be like, all right, just cut it like this. But then, you know, she does she doesn't cut men's hair like that. You know, like she doesn't do yeah. you know drop fades and she doesn't take care of facial hair like that. And so it was time to find a barber and it's like that is a big step to take you have to you know you have to try somebody out but it's about confidence too especially depending on where you're at in your transition right like how you're presenting you want to yeah. make sure that I mean for you I mean you can walk into any place because money is money what you want to be people want to make money and that's their profession and you hope that they'll be professional about it because you're just a paying customer but like they don't also understand what you're going through on the inside and so it can be a nerve-wracking thing, but, you know, if you're, you know, starting to present and you're, and you, your hair is a big part of, of your presentation, you know, so yeah. when you're ready, I'd say do it, but yeah, it's a big step for sure. Find, yeah. go to somebody that's like, that's recommended, um, you know, if we're close enough to each other. I got a couple barbers for you. Alrighty. Mm -hmm. I've looked around here and there. My mom usually takes me out. She's the one who got me it cut last time. But since like quarantine and stuff, I usually been the one cutting my hair. <laughs> Cause like through all that, it's like I don't want to go outside. Places want to open for the longest. I kind of grew custom to it, and I know what I like with my hair. I know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. uh, I know I like my hair longer, but it's just an issue because I know it affects how I pass. I just had to cut it recently because I always hear stuff. I went on the bus, people saying, is that a girl or a boy? Mm -hmm. And going in there, t 
time for a haircut. And so just decided to finally do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was cutting my own hair too. And when I look back at pictures, you know, between then when I was doing my own hair and like now that I have a barber, it's like, bro don't ever yeah. pick up a pair of clippers again like the only <laughs> thing i use clippers for now for real is like every now and then i'll line up my little mustache but even then i'm like keep leave leave it um well, so okay let me think what else do i want to know about you before i let you go what uh okay so you said you're on the gel now so yeah. what's that like because i still do injections so like what you do that it's it's a pump thing right um, no, but I heard that some people can get it like that. I get it in little uh, packets instead. And, I mean, it still does what it's supposed to. I got to take it every day, um, put it on my shoulders. I see people put it, not my shoulders, I put it on my, like, forearm, I don't know what it's called, my upper arm. <laughs> But um, I've seen people put it on their shoulders before. Um, it It's okay. I like the injection a little more, actually. The issue with it, though, is I just couldn't bring myself to do it. It's hard to stab yourself with a needle and all that. And I just had a lot of anxiety when it came to it. Mm-hmm. So I made that switch. It's a lot better. I can... I'm more confident in doing it on my own. Um, I think just the biggest issue with it is that if you don't rub it in all the way, then it'll like dry up and it'll look white and make you look a little more ashy. <laughs> yeah, you got to make sure you rub it in. Okay, so wow, that's so interesting. Okay, so the little packets, it's like dosed basically. Like here's the amount you have for today. Yeah. Okay, so then you... It's not like one package though. Um, at first, they had me taking two, but then they checked my hormone levels, and they're like, oh, well, it's not high enough, so they raised the dosage. Wow. Okay. So, so is it, like, is it like a, is it like the consistency of lotion? Is that what we're talking? It's kind of like hand sanitizer, actually, oh. and it smells like it, too. I got to turn my head away when I rub it in. I can't look at it, so... <laughs> burn my eyes and nose oh wow interesting ah, that is fine so okay so i thought that about the needles too right like i was fortunate to be married at the time so i just told my wife you're gonna have to do this every week and my doctor was like no like you can do it you know and i was like no i'm gonna go to the doctor every week then and she was like no what if you're traveling and um i had to figure out you know what was gonna work for me and so now i use like a big needle to pull it out because the testosterone is thick, as you know. And then I use like yeah. the tiniest needle you could imagine to give myself the poke. Um, and like for the first, I don't know, year and a half, two years, I was like doing it in my freaking arm. And I went yeah. to this group. It was like kids too. I went to this group and I was talking to them. And um, one of the kids was like, yep, I just put it right in my butt. And, and I said, what? And they were like, where do you do yours? I was like in my arm. And they were like, um, it's so much easier and better in the butt. So like then I did that. And it is better. Yeah, I, like, I heard God. that. Because there's more meat. Like why was I sticking my arm like that even though? But so if you ever go yeah. back, just get a really, get a baby needle. I'll keep that in mind. I did it in my side when I did it. I thought you weren't supposed to do it in the arm. But my biggest issue with it was I kept 
hidden uh, blood veins when I did it. Oh, I'm like gosh. blind, so I cannot see none of that. Yeah, you that stay, was just my you stay yourself on the gel then, acting like that. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Okay, well, okay, so a couple things we've established. One, uh, we're definitely going to stay in touch. I mean, if you have questions about anything or you want to vent about anything or somebody said some stuff, you know, like you hit me up and, and we'll talk about it. Um, but two, All right. we've also established that like you're really great and I'm really proud of how far you've come and the fact that you were brave enough to speak your truth and that you're living it. Um, and so I do, I want right. you to know things are... Things are going to be all right, you know, like you, you know, get done with high school, take your gap year, keep finding yourself, right? Like it's, you're going to be all right. Um, and I'm proud of you. So anything else you want to tell everybody at all before we go? I really appreciate it though, because it's nice hearing it come from somebody who's not just like me, but similar because I don't really hear it a lot. So I really appreciate it. Thank you for me. Heck yeah. All right. Well, um, I appreciate you. You know, I appreciate everything that you said. I appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to me and to share. Um, now, I need something from my friends out there. I need you to subscribe on YouTube. I need you to like it. I need you to rate it. I need you to share it if you're in a good mood. You can also like The Reconstructed Man on Facebook and you can follow the podcast on Twitter. You can also follow me. I'm fun. I'm at the underscore right underscore lane. If you're a part of the LGBTQ plus community and you want to be on the show, send me an email at thereconstructedman at gmail.com. Now, keep doing you because nobody can do it better than you can. I'm Lane Ingram, and this is the Reconstructed Man Podcast. <laughs>